the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I have returned after last week of being off sick. I'm joined. I'm delighted to say we're both back. I'm joined by Matt. How you doing, mate? Yeah, mate, you're not as delighted as me being back as I'm delighted as you're back. <laughs> Please don't yeah. go again. Don't be yeah. sick again, Sam. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that was a. Uh... Yeah, we, we we um we had a lot of work. We we had to put a lot of effort and work into finding a time last week, yeah. and we'd like gone backwards and forwards for days trying to set this up. Eventually, it was like, okay, yeah, we finally got it nailed down. It's gonna be we're gonna have to record early. We're gonna have to start recording at eight a.m. But we're gonna get it done. It's all good. And it's like, okay, we finally got it nailed down. And it's like the evening before. And I'm, I'm like, absolutely fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with me at all. Go to bed, like, from 2 o'clock in the morning. I am uh, at the toilet, screaming down the big white telephone. I was a <laughs> mess, man. Shout, shouting for my good friend, Huey. Huey! <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll uh, I think I messaged, you, I messaged you about, like, quarter to 3 in the morning. Just basically like, dude. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. You by yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're going solo, buddy. Um, yeah, no, I was. Yeah, it's not well. I, I think I sort of felt a bit better the following day. I did that it was like 24 hours, and I was sort of back to some sort of normal. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say this to you, and hopefully you're going to agree with me. But I've noticed my bounce back time as I've got older is getting worse. Yeah, it does, mate. It does. Everything gets. What difficult it is ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, if you're listening to this and you're in your twenties, you're never gonna believe it. But you are like peak right now. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, I just like I, I had this joke with one of my friends the other day, and it's so true. It's like I, I was a, I was about seventeen years old, and I got hit by a car and got up. Uh, I was very drunk. Uh, the car wasn't going very fast, but I got hit by this car. I like went flying got up shook it off i was bruised but i was fine i now at 38 can go to bed and sleep just slightly differently on my pillow and i'm walking like the hunchback of notre dame for three days <laughs> what the hell is that about oh mate it's age isn't it yeah, you know it, talking it about funny. you being dr- talking about you being drunk that's that's the biggest sign that when you get older that like mm. you, I, I remember um what would i have been about 20 I guess and I went away with my mates well we went on a few holidays but like you know yeah. like the club 80 30 holidays but you know one in particular I remember it was two weeks and you'd, you'd, you'd go out all all night all yeah. night get actually langered wake up go to bed about four o'clock in the morning wake up about seven so you've had three hours sleep yeah. uh, go and find the nearest uh, all you can eat British yeah. uh, you know um, breakfast do, cafe yeah. yeah I'll have a pint with that please like a, yeah. a large pint so you're knocking down a pint and you're fine like yeah. now like I'll, I'll have about four or five beers and I'm like yeah. I, I need 48 hours to recover from yeah, this no, I, I, can't, I can't do that yeah no it's, it is mad I mean I I have a vague recollection of how much me and my friends used to drink on a night out. We we were basically what the government were trying to ban. Yeah. Remember that whole binge drink culture? Right. Yeah, that, that was me and my mates. I think. <laughs> so I felt like we had some sort of film crew following us around, just going, 
yeah. the whole time. But yeah, it, yeah, that, that was. If I did that now, no way, I could not survive. <laughs> it no, was just awful. No, but no. um, I, I, I started this podcast talking about anything but Tottenham. Uh, unfortunately, we do have to talk about. Are you that. sure, Sam? Do we, can yeah. we just not talk for an hour about like well, our holidays and getting drunk I, and? Well, I, I genuinely could and would and possibly should. However. <laughs> I, I have had a couple of messages in the past going, hey guys, you know, this is a Tottenham podcast. I'll oh, screw them. They can go and listen <laughs> <Yeah>. to another one. <laughs> yes, Stefan. No. <laughs> um, no, I, I genuinely think that there's some stuff to talk about. Mm. Um, I want to open by, other than the bit we just opened with, I want to open again by talking about a, a football-related matter. So it will ease us from talking nonsense into football. And that is, I've discovered a TV show that I've heard about, but I've not watched because I thought it was going to be naff, and it was called Ted Lasso. Okay. Sounds now, like, a, like some kind of drink. It does <laughs> sound a little bit like a drink, yeah. <laughs> now, let, for anyone who's not heard of this, or maybe heard of it, and again, like me, thought, oh, that sounds really naff. Uh, anyone who's seen this show about right now is now having some sort of like, yes, moment. <laughs> uh, but Ted Lasso, about seven years ago... NBC in America bought the rights to Premier League football and they did a promo for this with a guy called Jason Sudeikis, a comedian actor um, whose name I've probably just absolutely butchered, by the way. Uh, Sudeikis, Sudeikis, Sudoku. Uh, his name's Jason. Anyway, yeah, stick with that. He, he created a character called Ted Lasso, who was an American football coach who got appointed coach of the Tottenham Hotspurs in the Premier League. And it was like a skit. It was like five minutes long. This guy, and it was funny. It was like this funny little thing. And he, they came over and they filmed it at Hotspur Way. Uh, so the players of the current squad at that time were all involved in this skit. There's, uh, if you watch it, you can you can find this on YouTube. By the way, you can find it. It's like Aaron Lennon, uh, Gareth Bale, the first time he was here. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's like quite funny. But it was a funny little skit. Now the guy who created the skit wanted to create a sitcom off the back of it. Um, something to be funny. And for years they tried and they didn't get anywhere. And eventually, Apple TV of all people picked it up. Um, and they got it co-written by the guy who wrote the TV show Scrubs. If anyone ever watched that, that was a very funny show. Um, so it was a it was like a ten episode series about this American football coach coming over to coach a fictional team in the Premier League. I think AFC Richmond is the team they created. Right. And it was kind of like yeah, whatever, whatever. And it looks really naff. That's not something I'm going to enjoy. Not something I'm going to enjoy. And one of my older brothers watched it and went, Do you know what? It's great. It's really funny, and it's just really, really during the pandemic and everything else that's going on. This show has just got so much heart and so much kind of optimism. You really need to watch it. So I'm, again, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I'll give it a go. And I'm going to say this to everybody: find a way to watch it. If you've got Apple TV, great, put it on. If you don't, there are definitely ways you can find this show <laughs> find it and genuinely i guarantee you not one person i recommend this to is going to come back to me and say ah oh, no that was crap it is the most mate it's the most joyful uplifting thing i have found on tv in years and it's it's related to football premier league football so it's very funny uh, there's a character in it who's the captain of the team who's a complete head-banging psychopath <laughs> who's hilarious <laughs> Uh, mate, you've got to find it. I yeah, I will. You. It sounds I, really good. And like you, like you say, you know, 
especially especially where how things are at the moment yeah. if you can find something that gives you a bit of joy then, oh, you oh know. it really is and and you can watch it you your missus will love it as well it's not okay. to be watched with the kids the language right. is atrocious okay. but but yeah trust me it is yeah it's great there, there's one scene where this like arrogant player has been picking on the like the kit kit guy all the time and the captain of the team like but generally just ignores it but in in the end he decides to snap and he's going to deal with it he's going to do something and he walks in and they all call him granddad because he's an old man and he and he walk he's the oldest player there and he walks into a nightclub and Ed butts one of them and they're all like shocked and he goes right I don't know which one of you I nutted because I don't see so well in the dark no more but leave him alone <laughs> I, mean, I, I had tears coming down my mouth. Oh, cool. I, I can't do it justice. So yeah, everybody, go and watch that show. Message me if you have watched it. Get in touch as well because I want everybody to see this show. It's brilliant. They, they're making a second and a third series as well. Oh, nice. Um, so with the, with the, with so, how how do you spell Ted so Lasso? Did you say last? Yeah, week? Ted. So Ted T E D and then Lasso L A S O. If you go onto YouTube, I mean, careful because you'll find loads of clips of the show. But you'll find the original skit from like I think it's like seven years ago, um, which which is funny in itself because obviously it relates to Tottenham and it's just sort of silly, but it sets a lot of the humour and the jokes up, which you'll then see in the series. Um, but yeah, yeah it's it is very good. So find it; it's well worth watching, um, and it's funny. And that brings us to football. Oh, do we have to, Sam? Yeah, we do. Can we just talk about television for the next 50 minutes, maybe? <laughs> I do that on a different podcast. I can do it on this one as well. <laughs> um, so, Tottenham 1, Manchester United 3. Um, I think the first thing I need to bring up about this, and I need to say, I didn't watch it. I made the decision not to watch it. This wasn't a, oh, uh, no, something's come up, you know, or whatever. And... In making that decision, I decided to really analyse this along the lines of... I, I watch a lot of Tottenham every season, and I mean a lot. I mean, between... I, I used to go to games. Remember that? Going to games? Weird. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but Which got more and more sparingly as my life changed and work changed. Um, but I would always find a way to watch, um, whether it was on my phone, <laughs> um, whether it was you know on a PC or whether it's televised... Over the course of a season, I maybe miss one game, two games at the absolute maximum. I mean, you've known me for years now, so you yeah. know I'm, I, I yeah, watch you all don't of miss... them. Well, you have to because um, you update the page, don't you? I so... do, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I watch the preseason friendlies. I'm weird. I watch all of it. So, they, so from that point of view, making that decision was odd for me. It was kind of like, it doesn't feel right and in the past I've sort of gone that's it I'm not watching this crap I'm not doing it to myself but by the time the game comes around I'm like yeah I'm gonna watch yeah I'm, I'm good yeah I'm watching you know I'm ready again I'm ready to be hurt again <laughs> but no I, I made the decision I felt like I knew exactly what was going to happen and I, I did an experiment which is both kind of yeah, but really sad. And the experiment was I wrote down on a piece of paper exactly what I thought was going to happen in the game. I sealed it, I put it to one side and left it, and I wrote this a day before the game. And do you want to know exactly what I wrote? I do, but I'm going to start calling you Darren Brown from now on if it's, if it's accurate. Well, <laughs> it's not... Well, 
First half, competitive, we may even go in winning. Second half, complete capitulation, we'll sit deep, we'll probably end up either drawing or definitely losing. Mate, yeah, that's summed the game up. Yeah, well, that's just it. I didn't watch the game. I've not watched the highlights or what, not watched anything. I just know the half to kick off half time, full time score. I, I, you know, I, I saw the page updates that Dan was doing. He does the updates very differently to me, by the way, and I can't decide whether that I, I'm a control freak because I'm like that's different. I don't like that. That's different. Or, or whether it's actually quite good, and maybe I need to change how I do them. Your control freak, Sam. I but at least you've at least you've freak. at least you've yeah. kind of identified that. Yeah. No, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's why I end up watching so many games. I think it's like no, yeah. no one else can do it. I'll do no it. one else can. Yeah. 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 I don't like the way you wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, yeah. But no, yeah, mate, that's that yeah. summed it up. I, I um. So you didn't watch it at all with me. No. I um. I I did watch the first half. And um, like you said in your prediction, we were competitive first half. Man United didn't seem to be um, much of a threat at all. You know, if, no. if both halves were like the first half, then we would have comfortably won that game. Yeah. But then, yeah, once once the goal started flying in, I was like, oh, do you know what? I just, I've got more important things to do. Like, <clears> I don't know, jet wash the patty. I think that's what I ended up doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm yeah. just not interested. I'm like, I'm like, like you view, I've just lost interest now. There's no... like. We, me and you, we're diehard Spurs fans. Yeah. But when you just get nothing, you get no joy. Not even you get nothing. No, there's, there's no there's joy at all. There, and it's not the fact you, you get no joy anymore, but it's just these ludicrous decisions that Mourinho makes. Whether it's what he what he says post uh, match, no, or yeah, some of the subs, like the Suzuka one. I mean, <sighs> it was one all at the time, wasn't it? One all. Yeah. And he brings he brings freaking Sissoko on, doesn't he? And I well, think it was in the cell, so he took off. And I just think, well, well, I, well genuinely, I I don't know. So why? But that that I, again, I could have possibly written that down. But why <laughs> though? Like you know, it's just it's just all we're doing every freaking game is just Delhi Bale we're, on the we're bench. Just, yeah, we just on the bench. Yeah, we just we 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 give we're giving the advantage to to the opposition every time, and and I, I genuinely right. Sam, look, I've had convers- we've had conversations in the past about my lack of belief in conspiracy theories now, and you're the yeah. same. We're both the same. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. one for me, and I swear, Sam, it's it's how I'm feeling at the moment. Yeah. I swear, him and John Terry, as soon as the game finishes, they get on the phone to each other and they just piss themselves laughing for half an hour every game. Like you know, yeah, he gets home, right. he sits down, pours himself a whiskey thinks, do you know, I'll have a little sip of this. Now now let's phone John Terry and they phone up and they just spend the first 20 minutes just crying with laughter. No, I I, I, I can't, I can't, there doesn't seem to be any other explanation of why he makes... deliberately wrecking us. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I'd almost feel better if I thought that was true. But but, but, but there there doesn't seem to be any logical reasons why he makes these decisions. I mean, like, like in life, in life, right, if you make a mistake or if you do something yeah. that doesn't like if you make a decision that you think right that didn't really work yeah. you tend to change that decision the next oh, time yeah, yeah, yeah. but he time, does yeah. the same thing every time and every time it produces the same thing results and the same yeah, results is that is... we capitulate I don't understand <laughs> someone said to me I think it was Stepan Stefan said to me I'd love to know what the hell he's saying to him at half time because uh, the only thing, if you look at our ha- second half performances, the only thing you must be saying is, "Chill out, guys. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. You don't even have to run." 
I don't. I, I Sam, mate. I don't. I don't get. I, I gen- genuinely. I. I, I no. don't get it. I don't no. get what's going on. I, I. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, we're going to go past this game because I didn't watch it. Um, I am going to watch our next game. I, I kind of made a deal with Dan for doing the updates that we're going to take it in turns to who has to sit through the games. I mean, this is a ridiculous situation. This, this is absolutely mental. We're, we're, this is a group of people who put together a, a Facebook page, a podcast, Twitter, Instagram. To say that we're devoted and kind of diehard Tottenham fans, you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. You, you can't probably find a more devoted group on this planet. I mean, there's definitely others that are just as devoted for sure, but we really are a diehard group that put in every effort to follow and support this club at every level. The women's team, uh, you know, men's under 23s, under 18s. We, we we do everything, and to to find all of us just in this place of meh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, meh. I mean, I wrote a blog this last week. I don't know if you had time to read. I it. have read it, mate. It's really good. Yeah, okay, I agree with it all. You. I I and I I found it quite therapeutic. It took me a good few hours of sort of coming back to it, adding a bit, walking away, <laughs> deleting a lot of language, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and sort of, and I managed, and it did make me feel better. I, I wrote it all out. It was kind of just therapeutic just to go, right brain, all this stuff you've got rattling around, all these kind of anger issues at the current state, it's just blast it out onto this page because it uh, at least get it off my head. And I do find myself constantly just rattling through things in my mind. Like I don't, understand this i wish i could understand this and and that's the biggest issue if if i could see that this tottenham team were developing a style of play were moving in a direction and because of that you know results are up and down but you know it's still a transition between pochettino from best part of six years to jose I think I could put up with it. I, I think I could look at that and go, yeah, you know, the pandemic means that this is probably taking longer than it would normally. Football's bloody weird without fans. Um, you know, I, at least I could see a direction. But the only direction I can see right now is is back to the freaking mid-90s of mid-table mediocrity and a squad full of players that don't really seem to give a crap. I'd even I'd even come a bit I, I come forward a little bit more. I think you go back to sort of the Tim Sherwood uh, yeah era. If you can call it an era, but, I mean I know but, it wasn't there for long, but pre Pochettino, when when Poch came in, we had a squad full of uh, cliques, like groups within groups um, that didn't talk to each other, didn't socialise with each other. He, he ripped all that apart. He, he developed a squad uh, that were all very close knit, really worked for each other, and were really close. It felt like when Jose came in, and and I wrote this in the blog, it feels like his kind of um, confrontational attitude to to create conflict and and you know it's his style create conflict create a kind of uh, edgy atmosphere because this group was so close before it's like rather than creating a friendly rivalry or anything it's like broken them mm. you know you look at situations where you've got best friends who aren't you know who were best friends who don't speak you've got um all these jokes we, you know the the sort of le mafia the welsh mafia the like the groups all that's signifying is that there's a group of three players over there who stick together and don't talk to anyone else a group of three players over there that stick together and don't talk to anybody else. 
it, it doesn't work. You know, you can't have a squad with little, you know, little groups within it. Uh, Vinicius is still learning English. Uh, Lucas is basically teaching him and acting as his translator. So those two just together all the time. Regulong seems to have sort of joined them. Uh, Lachelso, Lamella um, are sort of sat together. Then you've got, you know, the three Welsh players, the, you know, Aurier, Undombele and Sissoko. It's it's like a, a whole squad has gone from being this ridiculously close-knit family to being factions within it who are all at war with each other. And it's very difficult then to to put a team out. You know, what do you do? You you know, you got this player doesn't really want to be at the club with this player. You've got this player pissed at that player. Uh, and then you've got players like Dele who've just been completely frozen out for the entire season. I mean, yeah, you can point to the fact that he was given a run of all, you know, two games. It just... It, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Jose decided he didn't want him, but Daniel Levy decided that we didn't want to sell him. You know, he could have gone out on loan to PSG. For, for I was against that because I felt that Delhi had a massive part to play, but Jose isn't even bringing him off the bench when we need a goal. Mm. He's bringing on Sissoko ahead of him. It, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I just genuinely don't get it. And, and you, do you know what? I think it was the... I think it was a Man United game, but there was like the commentator was joking about how Sonny is part of the Welsh mafia, if you like to call it that. Oh, you know, right. they've, yeah, they've, yeah, they've, yeah. they've adopted adopted him. Yeah. But again, again, they're they're sort of joking about it. But like you mm. said, it's it's you know when you actually look at it, look at it, it's not yeah, something yeah. that's funny or like you know it's kind of like it's what's part, it's a major part of the problem at, at the yeah. squad at the moment. Yeah, I, again, and I, and I take it back to when Pochettino first arrived at a club. You had that situation. Uh, it was Eunice Cabal uh, was there, and Eunice Cabal was basically there was like four or five players around him, and then there were four or five players around other players. And if you remember, like he he appointed Cabal captain. That's His right. first captain was mm. him, and the reason why he did that was he was trying to unite the squad. He was trying to be like, okay, let's bring you and your like group in from the cold. Let's, you know, let's get all of these players together. <clears throat> Once he realised that wasn't working, it was done. You know, it was like, no, Hugo's the captain. You're gone, <laughs> and and he just ripped through all of them. Everyone who didn't buy into it, everybody who was too lazy to buy the new fitness regime, everybody else was just gone. So I do. I do sort of bring into my mind this kind of question at the back of my head, which is, did Jose try and do a similar thing, which is, right, this is how I want to play, and if you don't buy into that, you know, on your bike, think Delhi and a couple of others who aren't buying into that, and Daniel didn't sell them? Mm. I mean, it's it's kind of like this. It's a very difficult situation. I'm trying to be objective. I, I, I'm very. Everyone just points at me as very anti-Mourinho. I don't think anyone can quite comprehend just how much I wanted him to succeed, for so many reasons. Obviously, because I want the club to be successful. But when he when he was appointed, so much vitriol in the press. So much was said about you know, anti him. It made me want us to succeed just to go like middle finger up to all those people mm, mm. and you know succeed in spite of it but as as times wore on, it's just becoming more and more difficult to to be positive about anything that's going on. I try and be objective and being trying to be objective right now, I'm looking at it going well, if Jose turned to 
Daniel Levy and said, look, Delhi's not in my plans. You know, I'm not going to pick him. He, he doesn't do what I want him to do. Move him on, please. And Daniel Levy's gone, mm, maybe not. You know, he's English, homegrown, got to think of the squad, got to, you know, got to think of this, got to think of the other. And he's kept him around despite offers for him to leave. Yeah. Then that's why Jose's not picking him. He's just being stubborn. Mm. He's just dug his heels in and gone, no. You know, this isn't a player who does what I want him to do, want to do. So it's a waste of a squad place. And from our point of view, like the fans' point of view, we know what Delhi can do. Delhi's a player that will unlock a defence, and that's what you need when you are struggling to create. And to bring on Sissoko ahead of him in a game where you need goals or a goal, it, there isn't any logic to that. There isn't any sensible tactical reason beyond I am just refusing to play the players that I didn't want. Gareth Bale's another perfect example. Bale came in, he worked his way back to fitness, he found form, had a bad game against Arsenal, who, by the way, everybody was crap in that game. Not just Gareth Bale. And he's not been played since. It, it just that's, that's the thing. It's, it's hard not to see like you say, that it's just his ego, isn't it? He can't yeah. get past his ego, and it's a, and it's it's to the detriment of everything else, everything and and everyone. Um, yeah. What what happens now? I've got no idea. I mean, I, I'm sort of looking at this, and I'm looking at you know, uh, we lost the game against Man United, and I just saw like Twitter was just like firing now, like just let Ryan Mason and Ledley King, whoever, just finish the season. Just get him out of the club, please. You know, and and it's been growing. You know, you see that on Twitter and social media, the, this kind of feeling, and it's been growing and growing and growing. But after the Man United game was the first time I saw pretty much all of the major Tottenham fan accounts, if you like, just go, "We're done. Mm-hmm. This this is too much. This this just it is it, taking it too far." And there's still elements, you know, to look at and go. The players do still seem to be playing for him. You know, it isn't abject downing of tools. But if you watch us in the second halves, you know what the hell's going on? It. I mean, I said in the blog, you know, the thing about fitness, and a few people have argued with me about that, saying, "Oh, you know, when your form's not good, it just looks like you're not fit." I, I, I'm standing by my assessment of that. I don't think we're fit enough. I really don't. You just that squad, and and I know we've played more games than anyone else this season, but then that's a lot down to his team selections and rotation because you've got Delhi, who's hardly played at all, sat on the bench, and you're telling me he's not only refusing to bring him on as a sub, he's refusing to play him when he's got players out there who are fatigued to hell. Mm. It doesn't make no sense. Lachelso's barely played this season; he's in the side at the moment. It doesn't stand up. There is just a fitness issue, in my opinion, in this squad. Because the other thing about fitness is, it's not just that you're, you know, going to be slower towards as the game runs on. You're mentally as well. When you're blowing out your ass, you don't make the same decisions you do as when you're you're not. Of course you don't. Yeah. You know, you're just not mentally is there, and so. We're looking at these defensive errors on a regular basis, and he keeps pointing at the players, saying, "Look at these individual errors all the time. It's not my fault." Well, I'm sorry. One player making a mistake is on him. 
two players making individual errors and three, four, five on a regular basis. That's a system problem. That's yeah, training. That's coaching. Mm-hmm. That's an issue that's beyond the individual. And it seems to be the constant argument I see, which is the players weren't great under Pochettino either. You know, towards the end they were, and that's true. And all of us know that the squad needed to be refreshed, rejuvenated, rebuilt. It needed to be a turnover of players. Uh, our good, our good friend who messages in a squad enrichment. It need there needed to be changes, and it didn't happen. And once it got to a point that it didn't happen for a number of windows, it became stale, and that's why the the form under Pochettino just tailed off to hell. Under Jose, he's had a window with his players coming in. I don't think the players going out. Has, I think there should have been more leaving. There are certain players who should have been on their bikes that haven't. But I'm just at a loss. I'm just at this kind of... I don't have any faith in... Or what is he building towards? If we could see a direction, if we could see some sort of... Okay, yeah, this is how he wants to play and these are the players he needs to do it. I just don't see anything. And nothing that's happening is inspiring me. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, although we've kind of had a two or three crappy results we've still had a few wins over the last few few weeks yeah. so you know you it's because like you say it's not it's not just the results is it it's just no. how we're playing and yeah the whole thing is just awful isn't it the whole thing is awful at the moment it's just just straining and joy sapping yeah. being a spurs fan at the moment the, the thing i think is kicking us most at the moment is kicking us while we're down if you like is the harry kane thing yeah um I've said before on this podcast, and I and I genuinely do mean it. Harry Kane leaving will probably be the biggest kick for me as a Tottenham fan. I, I think I've ever had. Um, what Sol Campbell did, <laughs> mentioning his name, <laughs> bleak um, it out later. So. Will will forever be the most treacherous, most evil, vindictive, just nasty thing anyone will ever do because he left for free to Arsenal. Just, you could never ever get beyond that he was just scum and still is for that Harry Kane leaving nothing to do with Harry Kane abandoning Tottenham or anything like that because I genuinely believe Harry Kane leaving everything should be focused on why and it should be focused on Daniel Levy and Tottenham because if Harry's got to the point where he's ready to leave which apparently he is we have let that man down as a club not the fans the club the club have let him down because if he who has grown up a fan whole family of Tottenham fans is settled in the area loves his life loves playing for Tottenham wants to smash Premier League records his whole goal has been to break Jimmy Greaves record if he has been pushed to the point where he's so fed up at being at Tottenham he's ready to leave what the fuck are we doing yeah, and, and you and you're right. It's the it's the it's the absolute opposite of the, hit the other guy yeah. going because yeah. with 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 Harry Harry Kane, you, you know, like you say, he, he's so driven and he and he's so and it's always been about Spurs and he's always said, hasn't yeah. he? As long as the club's yeah. going in the right direction, yeah, I'm not I'm going, going anywhere. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like he he just cannot give any more. And and yeah. if he ends and up, I, at, and, I, and I genuinely believe that based on this season. Yeah, he's I been, mean, he's been phenomenal. 
I mean, look, it looks it looks like Man City are going to get Haaland, so I don't know if they'll be interested in Kane. So it possibly he might end up going to Man United, and if he does, yeah. it's going to be so depressing. It's going to be Teddy showing them all over again, isn't it? And it's going to kill me. It, you know, it is. It? it is quite literally a, a repeat of that. The big difference, mm. of course, is we signed Sharon and we brought him in. Kane literally is part of the club. Mm. Uh, I I can I can't put in the words the the feeling about this because. For me, uh, and I know for a number of people who watched Harry in the academy and stuff like that, there's an attachment to players that come through that is beyond you know just a player that we signed and stuff like Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale had an attachment to because when we signed him, so many people hated on him, and I liked him. So when he developed into this great player, I was gutted when he left because it was like, oh, you know, I've really supported you, Gareth, but yeah, whatever, you know, he's gone. Life moves on. Harry's going to be different. That that situation is going to be very, very different because he, like I just said, there's no element of me that's going to be angry at him, mad at him, upset at him. My anger, everything, upset, this whole situation is going to be at Daniel Levy. Yeah. 100% at the Tottenham board because you've mismanaged and you've taken your eye off and you have created a situation where someone that dedicated someone who loves the club that much is ready to leave and it is a snowball you know at talk sport yesterday they had Jamie O'Hara on who I'm not a massive fan of um he was talking about um you know this and talking about this and then Sky Sports had a discussion as well of course everybody's talking about it and the main discussion point I think it was Tim Sherwood of all people he basically said what I'd worry about is then the the knock-on effect you know, if Harry makes a decision, I'm I'm done, I'm gone. The other players at Tottenham are going to think, "Wow, okay." If if Harry's done, <laughs> you know, if Harry's gone, you know, Son has got an option to go to Bayern Munich. You know, they are really interested in, genuinely, really chasing him for this summer. You you'd be you'd be tempted to say, wouldn't you? You know, if you're Sonny, Harry's going to go. Why would you not say, "Do you know what? Okay, I'm done as well." Could you imagine having a summer where we lost both of them? I'd be devastating to the club, wouldn't it? it it's just ridiculous, and yeah. the the notion that um, uh, the uh, Daniel Levy is going to force him to stay, Daniel Levy is going to turn around to Harry Kane and go, "No, you're under contract. I don't care if you hand in a transfer request. I'm going to say no to it. You know, just just get it out your head. You're staying." I mean, I again. I, uh, what the hell? Once the squad knows that Harry wants to leave, hell, that could be part of the problem now. Mm. The squad have now become aware that Harry's done. I mean, you you talk about. I, I remember reading Pochettino's book when Carl Walker handed in, like I said, oh, I want to leave. When we were like eight games out in a title race, the impact that had. Imagine if Harry's just gone. Do you know what I've done? I checked out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he did that. No wonder the squad's struggling and all over the place. If it's become common knowledge that he's ready to leave. You know, you've got these journalists reporting it as if it's fact. As much as I hate journalists, as much as I look at them sometimes and go, you're you're full of shit, and a lot of them are, I want to point out. When you've got a certain number all come out with the exact same story at the exact same time, 
it's come from somewhere. Mm. It's, it's no not without fire, isn't it? Yeah, it's not someone has sat down and gone, you know what, Tottenham are doing crap, Harry Kane's going to want to leave, let's create a story about it. That's been happening for the last few months. This is on Saturday. What came out was in The Athletic, The Telegraph, The Times. I think The Mirror covered it. The Sun, of course, just basically covered the coverage of everybody else. <laughs> And it all came out, and it was basically identical. You know, sources are telling us, people are telling us. Now, they've been briefed. That means those journalists have had someone who they consider to be close to Harry Kane brief them on what to say. Yeah. That can only be his agent. Mm. And mm. his agent and manager are pretty heavily linked. And by the way, his manager's his brother, who is a diehard Tottenham fan. So... If that has happened, <laughs> it is serious. It yeah. has got to a point where, and it could be, you know, someone did say this could be a massive warning shot to the club. This could be a, right, put that out <laughs> because I want them to know I am serious. This isn't just idle, I'm fed up. Everybody needs to know I am deadly serious. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but I don't know. I, it, to me, it feels inevitable. It feels like this summer he's going to go, which is gut-wrenching. And I, loads of people I see constantly go, nope, no, not this summer. They'll talk him into one more year. They'll talk him into one more year. Uh, I, to me, it just feels like we've reached the end of something and we have to start all over again and we're going to have to start all over again without him. That's how it feels at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. A lot can change, of course. I mean, there is a cup final to play. And if by some miracle, fluke, bizarre state of affairs, you know, Man City prioritise their Champions League semi-final so they field a third team against us, we might just about take them the penalties, I think. <laughs> if it's a 45-minute game, we might win it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we need to get... That's just it. Unless we go in at half-time like 5-0 up, I don't have any faith. In fact, even if we did that, I think I'd still be going, nope, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do have that coming up. Um, and I realise I've just been really, really depressing for the last 10 minutes. I apologise, everyone. I kind of needed to blurt that out, I think. But um, we do have the League Cup final. Now, the League Cup final... Um, regardless of anything else that's going on, okay, on the day of that final, I am going to be Mr. Tottenham, Mr. Optimistic, because I've made the decision that no matter what, on that day, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be all guns go, we're going to win this and just be insane about it. <laughs> you know, up to it, I'm probably going to be saying no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the day, I'm going to be absolute, you know, over the top fanboy. Um, and on the day, as part of the build-up, there is going to be a special podcast from us. This is the um, a special, special League Cup final show. So as part of your build-up, part of your routine, getting ready for the final, you're going to be able to listen to us. There's going to be a few of us. Um, at the moment, it's going to be our first ever Fatal 4-Way podcast, where it's going to be me, Matt, Stepin Stefan, and Dan the Man is going to join us as well. Oh, Dan's joining us, is he? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a four-way. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to try and I'm going to try and make it a five-way and add Laura as well. But I think she may well bulk at the idea when I mention that to her. <laughs> yeah, 
Laura, you had your fancy joining me, Matt, Dan. Uh, yeah, you're gone. Okay, all right, thanks. Yeah. But uh, hello, bro- yeah, yeah, hello. <laughs> uh, not, not, not a first woman to just basically just hang up. <laughs> hey, do you fancy? Hello, hello. Yeah, and where the hell did she go? <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I, I have. I, I sort of mentioned it to her before. And she kind of, oh, I don't know, oh, you're just going to take the purse. I'm like, yeah, I know, <laughs> but that's what I do out of everybody. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I'll see if I can drag her on, even if she just makes a cameo appearance for a while. Um, we're going to see if we can drag her on as well. And that will be the League Cup final special. It will be out the day of the final uh, from that morning uh, so people can listen as part of their build-up uh, to, to that. Uh, that should be fun. That's, that's going to be over-the-top enthusiastic. I think we should involve alcohol just to kind of make us enthusiastic. <laughs> no, no, no. We're okay. I don't think involving alcohol at the moment is a good idea. I've got to be honest with you. I think that will go very quickly into, Jose, you mother... <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's therapeutic, <laughs> no, mate. No. I, I, I want to, you know, keep it positive. We're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Um... But yeah, with all of that said, uh, we do have a few questions on our Facebook page this week. We don't have anything on Instagram, I did check. Um, we did have an email in as well, um, which I'm going to see if I can desperately find now. Uh, but yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hand over to the Facebook page. Now it's time for your comments. Okay, so we're going to open up with the email. Uh, I had an email from Johnny Stark. Uh, Johnny's a fan in America. Uh, me and Johnny email backwards and forwards uh, on a semi-regular basis, talking about all things Tottenham Hotspur, which has been fun. Um, he did say he meant to put this on Instagram, but forgot. Um, he basically was wondering, here we go, about... Uh, cause he read my blog, and I was talking about uh, the structure at the club. And he said, who would be... Or what would you hope for if we appointed a director of football? Would you be hoping for someone who can identify talent young and bring them in? Or just looking for someone who could better improve our transfer dealings? Um, people who haven't read my blog, one of the things I, I raised was just about the fact that I think the club structure needs to be changed. I think Daniel Levy, if he wants to stay as the CEO of Tottenham, should stay CEO of Tottenham and focus on the commercial activities and they should definitely appoint someone for football operations who gets given a budget. You know, Daniel Levy goes, right, here's your budget and that person handles the transfers. I, I think Daniel needs to be removed from that. I fought it for some time. Um, for me, a director of football role, um, anyone who listened to the show um, where I was talking to the coach, uh, Coach Ali, um, she raised it and I, and I completely agree with her. A club needs to have an identity. A club needs to have a kind of, this is how we want to play. This is how we want to be seen. This is our style. And this is Tottenham Hotspur. Um, for us as fans, we, we've always wanted to see good football. We've always wanted to see attacking um, football. We've always wanted things to be done a certain way, the Tottenham way. Um, and... The club should have that as their DNA, and a director of football should have that in their mind, their blueprint of managers, coaches come and go, but the Tottenham way must must remain. And so when we appoint a manager or a coach, we appoint them on the basis that their style and their philosophy, if you like, matches that of the club. Here is the club. We will not appoint a manager, for example, who's going to play 
Wimbledon style up and under. That's not the Tottenham way. <laughs> mm. um, and and so for me, a director of football, somebody comes in, install instills that longevity, that that kind of long term thinking. Even if you go through five coaches, you've still got a long term plan in place, a long term strategy in your thinking of recruitment, and also a style. Um, yes, managers can come in and implement different formations, different tactics around it, but the style and the kind of we want to play attack in football remains, the DNA, if you like. So, yeah, that for me, I, I just desperately, it should be someone who's given a budget and just given the reins, let them let them work with the manager, the coaches, the scouts. Uh, you know, Steve Hitchin quite openly says he hates transfer windows and the guy's the head of our recruitment at the moment. It's like, it's like a manager telling you they, they're not a people person it's like yeah. it doesn't quite yeah. work yeah. <laughs> just like really yeah. I mean I get what he was saying and I know exactly what he was trying to get across in that the, the Amazon doc and it's why those documentaries are so dangerous because you pick up this soundbite and you, uh, your takeaway from it is head of recruitment who hates recruiting brilliant yeah <laughs> great um, so yeah so that, that for me is the director of football role um, moving across to Facebook then uh, the first question we had on here is from Michael uh, Jasper Anis, who says, what would your full starting 11 be from youth players out on loan reserves, non-match day squad? So in other words, no regulars, no bench warmers, Ali, Bale, etc. Um, I can do that. Yeah, you do it, yeah. You're, you're, you've got far more knowledge than all the other kind of players than me. Um, so I'd go four-two-three-one as a formation. Uh, Brandon Austin in goal. Uh, the back four, starting it right back. Lavinia, uh, TJ Ioma, Fagan Walcott and Dennis Sirkin at left back. Uh, the two in the midfield, Oliver Skip, Harvey White. Uh, going forward, uh, I'd put Dane Scarlett wide right. So we're looking at an attacking wide right role. Jack Rolls because he scores goals. Uh, Clark on the left and I'd put Troy Parrott up front. Yeah, sounds like a good team. There I'm happy go. with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, I did that off the top of my head. Yeah, we done so. Yeah, I, I've, I've probably missed someone really good. Um, the next one is from Samuel Mack, who says, if Kane leaves and we get 120 million, who do you sign? Yeah, who do you sign? Haaland? Yeah, oh God. Yeah, that, that for me would be the only replacement that just about maybe I might feel okay with. Yeah, I think but I feel all right about it, actually. But I think, I think based on the, the fact that he's being linked with the top clubs in Europe and he has appointed one of those super agents who's currently negotiating him, you know, the entire country of Africa, the whole continent of Africa's GDP as a weekly wage. Um, I don't think we're in the running for for Haaland, uh, which is unfortunate because he is, for me, the superstar of the next decade. He, he really is something special. Um, if Harry Kane leaves, one of the biggest problems you've got is you're losing your most creative player and your best striker in one go. Now, for £120 million, you could easily spend 60-odd of that on a very, very good striker who's going to get you goals. But as a club, we're going to have to play a different way than what we do with Harry Kane. Now, 120 million, you could complete the deal for Vinicius. I genuinely believe Vinicius, with service and playing week in, week out, is going to get you 20 goals a season. I genuinely believe that. Um, he, he looks a very capable striker. 
And then with the rest of the money, you need to buy a very creative midfielder who's going to supply him with the goals. Mm. Um, but who? I've got no idea. I, I mean, one of the big things about players coming into Tottenham ridiculously is you're going to be attracted by certain things. Um, the manager's reputation in Jose Mourinho attracts some players. Uh, but also, if you're joining Tottenham, it's like, yeah, I get to play with Harry Kane. Harry Kane leaves, and you're like, okay, we're now looking to recruit. There's going to be people going, mm, Tottenham are kind of a spent force. Their best players just left. You're not you're not fishing in the big pond, then. You're fishing in the kind of maybe pond. You're then looking at players like we were years ago, which is just fingers crossed they might be good. Um so yeah, there you go. That's nice and depressing. Thanks for that question. I appreciate it, that. A positive spin, Sam, on it is uh, if Harry Kane does go, then we are more appealing to a striker then because they're going to be like, actually, well, I'm going to get some games now. So yeah, potentially, yeah, yeah, potentially. But but which level of striker? You know, no Champions League football, no Harry Kane. The club seemingly in free fall. If I'm one of the absolute world elite, am I joining Tottenham? No. no. Sam, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, mate. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Um, we'll sign, you know, Scalacci. Scalacci, um, there you go. He might be a bit past it. What about, what about Messi? I mean, like he's like coming to the end of his career now, isn't he? I'm yeah, sure, he's looking kind for of a challenge. Him. Yeah. I mean, what, what else would he want to do other than to play for Tottenham Hotspur? I mean... You know, living the dream of Maradona is hero. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think that sounds realistic, Matt. Let's go for that. <laughs> um, Wayne Purser says, "Who will be the first supporter to throw themselves off the top of the Skywalk?" Um, to be honest with you, Wayne, I think the club advertising that at the moment is a shocking, <laughs> shocking thing. Um, I I am not going up there for the simple fact I may get the urge to jump. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not doing it. Just basically Tottenham fans taking the Skywalk like lemmings. Geronimo! Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough! Um, the next one's from Ollie Harrington who says, Would you prefer a manager with a positive mindset that employs progressive football or a big name like Jose? Um, first one, please. Yeah, Nagelsmann. first one. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I, I've seen some of the managers we've been linked with in the last week. And basically every single one of them, to a, to to no end degree at all, just makes my stomach turn in this kind of like, no... No, well, but no, is Harry Redknapp no, no. been linked to come back, coming back? Yet? No, no, no. Harry Redknapp's not been linked to come back. Um, we're, <laughs> we're talking uh, that guy who was the manager of Chelsea, who's, who's like chain smokes the Italian. We've been linked with him heavily, linked with him. Um, yeah, these are people we are just looking at, and you're like, really, really? Yeah. I, I mean, surely we've had enough of pointing ex Chelsea managers by yeah. now. Surely, surely a lesson must be learned. Yeah, it didn't work with AVB. As we chose, let's quit yeah, that idea. Yeah, let's let's quit that pattern. Um, <laughs> someone who can come in and implement a style the Tottenham way and look to build again. Um, my my choice, I think I've made. I've said it before. If I if I had a choice and he was willing to take on the job, would be Nagel's. Yeah, I can't look past Harvey. him. I can't um, look past him, mate. That that would be my choice. Yeah. Um, and let and give the guy the opportunity to to create a team. But uh, right now, uh, I mean, I, uh, from reports in Germany, Bayern Munich are doing everything they can to try and get him. Um, we we can't compete know. against him, but against Bayern Munich. But if 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 by some miracle we, we were able to and were to get him in then mm. you know you look at you look at the style of play he he, he um, 
he kind of uh, what's the yeah. word I'm looking for? He, uh, he, he, he creates like you know for yeah. a better word. It's uh, it's fantastic. He's young, so then that, then that fits in with the, with the idea of getting a um, a director of football in yep. who who he could work with. So I, I think it and 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 like you said like you said about the identity like we are this isn't where where we are now is not the Spurs identity at all. You know, nope. we're not. We're just just not Spurs. You know, whereas. The thought of getting him, him in, getting a director of football, letting Levy just concentrate on the commercial side, would bring us back to oh, the Spurs that, that we identify with. Yeah. And, and yeah. also, I'd, I'd kind of accept Daniel Levy taking a sideways role. Um, but this is, this is blown up, and there has to be some repercussions. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, Daniel Levy has done phenomenal things for this football club. I generally will stand by that for, for all time. He's not delivered success on the pitch, no. which is which is the big stick that he can be hit with. Yeah. So if you have done incre- incredible things developing the club in every aspect, but the footballing on the pitch, and he was to take a sideways move to allow someone else to take over that role, I'd accept that as a perfectly good balance between him being shot out of a cannon, which is where my head is currently. Yeah, do you know? Do you know the thing is relieve you as well is that sometimes we we use it as a positive that he's a Spurs fan, but mm. it can be a negative as well because the fact he is a Spurs fan, you you wonder whether he just cut. It's a bit like how you said you are uh, at the beginning of the pod, like you know, a bit of yeah. a control freak. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think you have to be a control freak to be where you, you are. Do. To yeah. where he is. so he's obviously he has that element to his personality yeah. and one, it... one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in business was delegate mm. it is one of these things where I, I nobody does it as well as I'm going to do it yeah. I, I know yeah. that sounds like the most arrogant thing no I, I agree with you like my, Vicky my wife is exactly the same like we was uh, involved in the, the, the PTA uh, our kids school for two or three years and yeah. thankfully now we've both taken a back step but Vicky is fantastic at like you know um, creating events, but yeah. she, she she you see her on the day, and 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 you see you see people put things on tables that she oh, hasn't, yeah, you, you, and yeah. and and you can see her just inside just wanting to just explode. explode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's just no two ways about it. I mean, it is it is something I had to work really hard on because it's like the overall development and you you see the stadium development stuff like that and you hear these developers talk about how he was the most demanding client they've ever had like 3 a.m they'd be getting a phone call like okay in block seven i reckon we can get two more seats if we do it. you know <laughs> it's just like really you're, yeah. you're paying that much attention to block seven yeah, right sure. now? Yeah, yeah um you have to be that way yeah. But I, I, there has got to come a point where there is a rest of a board there. Mm. There has to come a point where the rest of that board go, Daniel, this ain't working. It's not working, you're right. 20 yeah. years of the club growing commercially and everything else off the pitch has been phenomenal and your contribution to that will never be forgotten. But on the pitch, we've 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 done this yo-yo thing i mean i I said this to someone i think it was the the guy who emailed in this isn't the first time we've gone from being on the verge of success to going backwards Mm. due to managerial appointments martin yol took us to the point of from mid-table constantly to european you, you know europa league or uefa cup as it was 
challenge. You know, we were in it. Every season. It took us to that level. Mm. And then it felt like things sort of plateaued and staled. So we sacked him. He brought in a guy and then, boom, we went down again. He got sacked. Harry Redknapp came in. He took us to our first ever Champions League season. And again, we were in the month Europe. We were always pushing that top four. We were like right there fighting for the top four. We had our first Champions League season. Boom, Harry Redknapp, it plateaued. We didn't kick on. Redknapp went and we fell again. Mm. Pochettino comes in. We not only get Champions League, we become a consistent top four team. Under, under Pochettino, right off the first season where we finished fifth with that really weird squad, with his squad, you know, second, third, third, fourth. Mm. That's the best league, consistent league finishes of my lifetime as a Tottenham fan. And then he's gone. And Jose comes in and look what's happened. Daniel Levy's responsible for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. He's made those decisions, and someone pointed out to me he's made the cheaper decision each time. The more expensive decision was to go right, Martin. Um, the, the team appears to have got stale. We seem to have plateaued. What do we need to spend to take us to the next level? Right, Harry, I'm gonna you know give you your chance. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I know circumstances with Harry around the England job and stuff, but. That, I, I still remember that window where we were fighting genuinely in with a shot at a title under Harry Redknapp. Mm. And he gave him Ryan Nelson and Louis Saha. Louis Saha, yeah. Um, like, wow. we, we were yeah. We were like in, we were in talks for Eden Hazard and someone else. And that was what he delivered mm. him. Mm. And then Chelsea signs Hazard the next window. And you're like, what the fuck? And uh, then you move on to Pochettino. Pochettino, if he was saying it publicly, which he was, that the squad needs to be changed, we need to do things differently, we need to spend, we need to be brave, we need to. It's going to be a painful rebuild, but it has to happen. You can only imagine how much he'd said that privately, because you know how much of a company man he was in terms of this. This is you know this is Tottenham. We do things differently. You know he just constantly was on side. If he got pushed to the point he had to go public with, this ain't my fault, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. I have tried everything. There is, there's just this one person that needs to carry the can for this. And like I said, I'd be willing to happily say a sideways move is is okay. All right, fine. But other than that, if he's going to continue doing this, you know, we as fans, we're just going to see the same pattern over and over again. Even if he sacks Jose, like we, we get stuffed in the League Cup final, he sacks him the next day, he and he appoints Nagelsmann to come in in the summer. Us as fans will go, okay, that's a good appointment. But how do we know in two, three years' time when things stale up with Nagelsmann, he doesn't try it again? Yeah, of course. Oh, right, I'm going to yeah. sack him and we're going to appoint Sam Allardyce. Mm, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just constant. Mm. Um, so anyway, there you go. That's my rant done. Um, Mark Corder <laughs> says, how is it going to be... How easy is it going to be for all of us to change from football to NFL fans? I can't. I, I know you you watch it, but yeah, I can't. I, I, can't, do, yeah. I can't work it out. I I, I am going to get you into this game. Okay. It's like it's like a chess match with violence. Okay. Once you, once you grasp that, it's fun. <laughs> okay. Um. But I will say, being a British sports fan, 
record it and fast forward it because my god it gets slow <laughs> they, they, they stop for everything like oh you know that guy needs a drink yeah stop the game oh, oh man <laughs> Uh, Liam Hickey, who should go, stay, get promoted from the youth for next season? Who should we sign and who do you want in charge? Um, oh, man, Liam, that's massive. Uh, who do I want in charge? We just talked about that. I think me and Matt are agreed on that. Um, who should who should we sign? To be honest with you, mate, I don't know. Uh, and so much depends on who the manager is. Look... If the club decide they're sticking with Jose, like, you know, Daniel Levy's decided that, no, none of this is his fault. It's the pandemic. It's this squad that none of us are happy with. Then the signings that we need are going to get are very different to the ones that Nagelsmann would want if he came in. Yeah, completely. Because I can imagine that if Nagelsmann come in, Delhi would come out, out of the, uh, the dark for oh, a start. Oh, man. You know? I, think, I think one of the first things you do is you'd sit down with him and go, want to play football again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know and and just like yeah you know i don't know what's happened under him i don't know what went on but this is how i want to play and i see you playing this role for me um, completely yeah because it is not a quinky dink that there are players that jose completely isolates and tells them they're crap and bombs them out at go on and do things. Kevin yep. De Bruyne, mm-hmm. uh, Mo Salah, are two that I can think of from <laughs> oh, his Chelsea that, that, yeah, days. Yeah, I was going to say, who are those two? I don't, they, yeah, have they done anything yeah. in the Premier League? Or Well, to be honest with you, mate, they weren't good enough for the Premier League. I remember Jose Mourinho saying it quite clearly on several occasions. <laughs> um, I, I remember him also saying Lukaku would never make it as a striker in Europe. Um, he seems to be doing all right. Um, I, I remember at Man United, Luke Shaw was fat and unfit and couldn't play football. He appears to be the best left back in the country at the moment. Uh, Paul Pogba's uh, arrogance and ego wouldn't allow him to consistently perform. That seems to be a thing of the past. Um, I, I could go on, yeah. but this this is a pattern. Um, and at Tottenham, Deli Ali has been the one who was singled out. Um, I, I mean, I, I genuinely earlier in the season was saying, well, if he's not performing, then he shouldn't be playing, and I, I stand by that. I, I do think that. And if you're going to back a manager, you've got to back the manager. I've got to the point where I no longer back that manager. So for me, I can see that Delhi, if he leaves us, or he stays, and there's a new manager, will be like a breath of fresh like air. Like new signing, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just awful. Um. So yeah, Liam. So yeah, it's a complicated one, man. Um, Matt Hope says this would be fun about the podcast. Thank Matt. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you could be in a sarky git, but it was fun. Uh, Ryan Miller says, "How did you two become mates? Meet? Uh, when did you decide to do the podcast? It's a brilliant podcast, by the way. Hope you're feeling better, Sam. Uh, other than football, Ryan, I'm feeling much better. Thank you, mate. Um, now, me and Matt became friends via Spurs news. We 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 have met via." online purely we've not we've not even had a beer in real life yet because we were planning to and then i think we tried to meet it one game and then i ended up getting friggin lost in Wembley. <laughs> um and then we were going to meet at a different game that ended up not going and then the pandemic happened <laughs> yeah no one no one could meet anybody <laughs> yeah and we, we had been able to do shite since then uh but yeah no we put out an advert on spurs news looking for admins and matt applied yeah, that was a while ago now, wasn't it? Was that yeah, four just, years yeah, ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a long time ago. Yeah, I've met, and I've then, met, um, I've met Dan, haven't I? Uh, yeah, Dan, for the Middlesbrough Dan, the game, dangerous man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah, we, so we were, um, 
yeah, that's it, really. And the podcast going about. I I do a podcast, an entertainment show, um, talking about you know Walking Dead, various TV shows. Uh, it's called the Stuff and Thangs podcast, uh, and that's a weekly thing. I've done it for years. It's got quite a big audience. He says humble brag, clang. <laughs> um, and I just sort of said, I think in one of our chats before the season started, hey, why don't we do a why don't we do a Tottenham one? And you were like, yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was it. We got some mics and, we, and then we went for it. And we, we used the World Cup in 2018 as a kind of uh, test test launch. And and that's it. We, we've been doing it ever since. I can remember, I can distinctly remember one, one of the things that we were talking about uh, quite a lot in those first few weeks was how we were so sad to see Toby Oliverald go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Things yeah, have changed, yeah. haven't they? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I mean, he's another one Jose's turned on. I know. Totally. It's unreal. It's unreal, yeah. isn't it? I just, yeah, yeah anyway, let's, let's move on. <laughs> Stefan Cruz Alvarez, Stefan Stefan says, After the last month we have had, I feel these podcasts are therapeutic more than anything. Thank you, man. Putting all else aside, we have all said Jose in a one-match special like a final has to be has to be back no matter what to pull off a result he is a serial winner but is this still true do you still back him for a cup final oh, I, I do I, I back him for the yeah, cup final but yeah, that's but it in a, <laughs> in, in a one off game I still think of all the managers in the world he'd be the one you'd pick yes completely you know, agree if, if, like, you, you, if every team didn't have a manager and then you had a one off game you just went okay it's a draft. Who do you pick for that one-off game? He'd be the one you'd want. He'd be the yeah. number one draft pick for every club. Completely. Because he just has the ability to go into that one-off game mentality-wise of this is it. This is your life. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I, today, I'm I'm more concerned about not being embarrassed in the final than I am about having any hope of winning it today. On the day of the final, I will be wearing my Tottenham shirt which is a replica of the 91 final FA Cup final shirt. I'll probably even put on some, you know, my lucky Tottenham socks that I got bought for Christmas. They're really not lucky, but I'm calling them lucky just for this. Uh, I will have a Tottenham scarf. I will have a Tottenham flag and I will make my living room into my own personal kind of shrine for the day. And I will be fully behind this team in every sense possibly in the expectation I'll be ripping it all down and wiping my ass with it full time <laughs> but I am going to be on board and that and to be honest with you no matter who plays for this club who's in managing this club if they are representing this club I'm going to be 100% behind them um so for that final especially I I mean I I give anything for us to win that just we we all need it I think as Tottenham fans we all need, I know it's the league cup I know it doesn't make a massive massive difference to everything that's going on but uh, i think we all need it don't we mm, yeah we do we <laughs> just just that do. just a day of joy just a day to have a bit of fun just something to all of us just to go oh you know maybe all this crap was worth it i doubt it right here's a question for you is from tom agarsko I'm going to say it differently every time I say his name. Is, is it Agarsku? Agarsku. Is it TV related? TV program related? Damn straight it is. <laughs> You've been randomly selected to appear on a remake of The Krypton Factor. The Krypton Factor? God, that's going back. <laughs> yeah. It's you versus three current Tottenham players. 
If you fail to win, Daniel Levy will give Jose Mourinho a 10-year contract with a no-sacking clause. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you choosing as your opponents? Please note, all questions will be asked in the player's native language. See, he's added that. That's clever. I was, was going <laughs> to pick Vinicius. He'd have no idea what was going on. So... Okay. You've got to pick three Tottenham players to go up against in the Krypton factor. So basically you're looking for people you don't think are that bright. <laughs> also as well, do you remember in the Krypton factor, and this is obviously showing my age now, but there was, towards the end, there was the assault course, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah so yeah. is there any players that aren't particularly fit at the moment? Because if it was now, yeah. I, I've got to look for someone that's that's, that's unfit. Who, who, who have we got out at the moment? Well, I mean... <laughs> Eric Lamella's had a double hip operation. Oh, there we go. So, so Eric Lamella, yeah. look, I put him well, in there. Ben Ben Davis and Matt Doherty. I mean, I'd, I'd probably pick Matt Doherty. One, he's out injured at the moment, and two, I don't think he's that bright. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a bit of he's got a bit of the Carl Walker about him, hasn't he? Where you just yeah. think there's, he's kind of struggling to work out what's going on behind his eyes. The lights are on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's Matt Doherty's one. Um, Eric Lamella. We'll I'd, put Eric Lamella because the double hip. Yeah, because of the double hip operation, he ain't going to be as agile. Um, but one thing I would say about Lamella, he will fight to like the end. But he also yeah. isn't great with English. Even though he speaks no. English, he, he's crap. So Lamella and Doherty. Lamella and Doherty. And, and it pains me to say it, because I know he gets battered all the time. But because of the silly decisions he makes, whether it's getting a haircut in lockdown or giving Sir away... Doria. Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. he's always getting. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mean to be picking on right backs here. <laughs> but, but and, and this isn't trying to say that our Tottenham right backs are mental. But yeah, that's the free. There we go. I reckon we take them. I reckon. We yeah. Take them, just yeah. me and you. Yeah. Um. Right. So Barry Fowles is the last one. Are the two thousand fans at the Colour of Bill Cup final? Just say League Cup final. Uh, going to have a giant Mourinho out banner. Um, seriously though. Where do we go from here? A season that started off full of promise has yet again dwindled into nothing. If we don't win the cup and finish out of Europe, does he have to go? Yes. As he clearly ha- he's not the answer. Yes. Yes, yes he has to. 100% go. A thousand go. times, yes. Yeah. I'd I know- argue he could take his little replica, I won the League Cup with him oh, even if we Jesus. won it. Yeah, just just but, get out of my club. Yeah. I I, uh, I know you you know you're aware, but I've I've applied. I don't I don't I mean, you, took, you spoke about miracles earlier. I think it'd be a miracle yes. me me uh, getting a ticket, but I have applied. So, you um, have. yeah, if if I yes. if I if a miracle does happen, and I do go. Then I'm open to suggestions for a Mourinho out banner that anyone wants me to help create. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I don't know, man. I, I I think genuinely, as much as we laugh and joke about that, if you were to get a ticket and be one of only two thousand Tottenham fans there, mm. just focus on the team. Oh, um, of course I will. And yeah, and I think yeah, and the, just yeah. I I um the whole. I mean, don't get me wrong. With a T-shirt with you know Mourinho's a guy on my yeah, club, and yeah. then if it goes bad, just take your take your Tottenham shirt off and just stand there in front stand of it, the wearing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think the, I think the thing is, Sam, and I did I did sort of allude to this when I, when I mentioned it in, a, in our chat about me applying for the ticket. Is yeah. I, I just I sometimes think I think we forget sometimes, especially like the guys who go go to the games, that we're supporters at the end of the day. We're there to support yeah. the club, and as much as I, I think that's the thing, I I know that. You've been quite down recently about mm, how, where yeah. we are, and 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 I I 
I'm I'm not at the moment. I, I feel down, like you know, talking about where we are gets me feeling a bit down. But in general, I don't feel down about it because I think, you know, you you mentioned and and I think you posted on on Facebook was it yesterday our page that mm-hmm. it was 30 years since we um yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we won that beat, game against Arsenal, yeah. yeah so look we're, we're we're in this for the long term if we're all lucky enough to live to 70 and i know not all of us are but if we are lucky enough to live to even that age then yeah. that's like what 55 60 years of being a spurs fan and things go up and down all the time we're, we're struggling at the moment it's a we're in a really shit place but we're not. We're at the, at the end of the day. You take Levy, you take Kane, you take Mourinho, you take all of that out of the equation. We are at the end of it, Spurs fans. And look, in in ten years' time, Harry Kane's going to be retired. You know, like and regardless yeah. of what he does next season, whether he goes or stays, it's almost going to be irrelevant to us. You know, we're going to be focusing on whoever, whether the first eleven or whoever's playing for Spurs at the time. So, as much as we're getting down at the moment, this. We just got to focus on the fact that at the end of it, we're, we're Spurs supporters, and come what may, you know, let's, let's, let's get through this and, and hope this sunnier, sunnier times to come. You know, mate, we're gonna leave it there. I think that's a perfect, perfect way to end the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We will be back next week. Remember, also, there's going to be the League Cup final special. Until then, everyone, take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. Thank you.